Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling and what a way to start the carnival on Saturday night with the Aqua Construction's rising sun. And it was the mare that came out on top, the only mare in the race. And with that victory, she was able to break through the million-dollar mark. What a mare she's been. Amazing dream. And what a story this is because it's the father-son combination that linked together on Saturday night. And I think it's the first time they've actually joined forces and uh, they've come away with a Group 1 triumph. We're talking about Nathan and Mark Purden. Nathan being the trainer and Mark just stepping in. He's on holidays here in Queensland, so he probably holidays a little different than most, but he just steps in, takes a Group 1 drive and gets the result. Nathan Purden's online with us this morning. Nathan, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thanks a lot. Would I be right in saying that's the first time that you guys have joined forces in a in a race, especially of that sort of stature, a Group 1 feature? Yes, definitely. Um, Dad drove, he drove one for me in, in Melbourne, just a two-year-old filly uh, we were all back. But, um, yeah, no, it was definitely a big step up from there. So how big a thrill was it, not only for you, but also for Mark, your dad? Yeah, obviously it's pretty special. It's special to win any big race, but to have Dad in the, in the cart... Um, was pretty, you know, it was right up there with, with the best moment I've had. So, uh, you know, Dad was pretty, pretty wrapped, and um, yeah, I'm just pleased that the mare went as good as she could go for him. Well, paint the picture. Your dad's over here on holidays. You've had to place a little bit of an SOS call out to him to say, can you take the drive on Amazing Dream in the Group 1 race? So, like I said, he probably holidays a little bit different compared to others, but uh, he was happy to step up and, and take that drive. Yes, um, well, he's, he, he loves the horse, particularly he's stuck with it for a long time now and, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously, he made the horse and uh, to step out of um, out of holiday mode to, to drive her, I don't think that's a, too much of a big deal for him. And what a drive it was. The start was so crucial. There was so much anticipation on what was going to happen at the start. Would Krug hold up off the inside? Could the Victorian Kowalski analysis get across? He ends up making a break, but your dad was ever alert at the start, found the best position in the race behind Krug, and uh, the mayor was able to do the rest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As I said to him before, that um, I think a lot of people have underestimated you know, how, how good she can leave the arm if, if she has to, and he just sort of smiled and didn't say anything, so uh, I knew he was up to something then. So what were the expectations, like what was the anticipation from, from your point of view? Where did you think she was going to land? Uh, well, I thought she'd get to park pretty good and, and hold out as long as she needed to hold out. Um, it was going to be a very tactical race had she have not landed where she did, but um, yeah, as you say, the getting into the spot is, was the winning of the race for sure. Mm. Were you confident, um, you know, not long after the start? Like, that lead time wasn't very quick at all, and then that first half was pretty steady, so you're sitting there in that uh, trail locked and loaded, so you just needed that clear air to work with. So were you confident at the top of the straight that she'd be able to pick up and go like she did? Yes and no. I knew how good the mare is, and, uh, you know, I'd never underestimate her, but in saying that, it was a very, very good field. Uh, she was surrounded by some, some top-line horses, so uh, she had to be at her A-game to beat them, and, and I was very aware of that too. Just 
from your point of view, uh, you've recently branched out on your own. You're, you're now based in Victoria. Uh, to get a, a big-name horse like Amazing Dream is, is so crucial, but to get the results is even more important. But just from your perspective, she hadn't started since Jules Day, just over a month ago. You gave her a couple of trials. Was that more about just lifting her confidence and having her, you know, mentally at her absolute best on Saturday night? Yes, it was, Chris. Um, she was. Uh, she had a very tough sort of couple of runs in, back in New Zealand, and, and that Jules run was very hard on her. Um, she just had no luck at all, and you know she spent a lot of time in the middle of the track on the day. So, uh, you know, she was very rock hard fit uh, coming over to me, and probably confidence was just knocked around a little bit. Um, so I just had to work on that, and I knew I had the had the horse to do it, uh, just had to manage her right and, and get her there uh, healthy and fit on the day. You, you've done a, an amazing job, and I know probably people will say, oh, she's a good horse, and, you know, it's easy to take on these good horses, but like you said, there was a bit of pressure going into that race. She's recently changed ownership as well, and she's now raised by a, a group of American guys, so pressure comes with that, and uh, she was sold for big money as well, so you've you've been able to do the right thing by everyone involved, and uh, it was just great to see there on Saturday night. Yes, yeah, very thankful for uh, Mark Hanover and Gordon Banks. They they originally brought the, the mayor, and, and then they went on to, to syndicate it to a couple of uh, other guys over there in America, so uh, they've been very supportive to me uh, since I made the move to Melbourne, and uh, they've got five or six uh, with me at the moment, so uh, you know, for, for them to trust me with a, a mare like her was very special. What was the first contact like when you spoke to those guys from America? Were they just overjoyed? Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Gordon first, and uh, he said that's got to be one of the best moments I've ever had in harness racing. So, uh, yeah, that that was great that that he held um, held that race so highly. Albion Park's a special place for you in so many ways, Nathan. You're still young in your career, but You've won a, a Blacks of Fake with a Hoka putter, and now you've won a race like the Rising Sun, which is, uh, you know, uh, an historic moment on, on, on Saturday night in many ways. It was the first ever edition of this race. So Albion Park is a special place for you. Can I ask this question? Like I said, you've branched out on your own. You're based in Victoria. Did you ever factor in Queensland as a destination point, or was it always going to be Victoria? Uh, definitely, no. I definitely factored Queensland in. Um, it's Probably I was leaning more towards Queensland really for for quite a while of the of the time and uh, spoke to Dad about it and and he said that you know like the the Saturday night races are, are very good in Melbourne they're hard to compete with and uh, and you can place them so well and probably that more so the owners side of things that um, were willing to support me more so if I went to to Melbourne to oppose to Queensland but um yeah that's that was sort of the final straw and. Uh, you never know what the future holds, but it has been very good to me, and uh, I won't rule out that I won't be here in the future for sure. Well, let's look at this week. Uh, you're a chance of winning another Group 1 race, and it's another new race on the calendar here in Queensland, the Group 1 Golden Girl for the Mayors, and we go over the mile, and you're duly represented here. Amazing Dream backs up, and you've also got Spellbound, who comes out of that race last week, the Florida Little Ladyship Stakes, where she was terrific off a bad gate, Gate 7. On Saturday night, Spellbound has one, Amazing Dream has four. I'm tipping you're pretty happy with those draws on the weekend. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, Chris. Um, uh, both mares sort of pulled up very well. Uh, Amazing Dream's 
really, really well. She's off her head, so uh, you know she's uh, that's probably a, a best asset. Every time she she has a race, she doesn't knock herself around. So uh, no, both mares are, are well going into the race, and they've got the right draw. So um, if they have any bit of luck on the night, I'm sure they'll uh, be more than competitive. Your dad goes home, so you've got to find a new driver this week for Amazing Dream. Yes, Anthony, but we'll, we'll step into the seat there, so uh, hopefully you can do the job with us too. Okay, well, you lose nothing there as far as uh, the the rainsmanship is concerned. And, and Spellbound, you would have been really happy with that run last week. Yes, I was. Chris, she, she just had a big trip to from Sydney to Brisbane, and uh, you know, I just knocked around a little bit. I was just just probably 10 percent down on where she could have been and um yeah even when dad come in he said he could tell that uh she just wasn't 100 percent herself so uh she, she went good but i think you know if, if we can get the extra 10 percent out this week she'll go that little bit better too okay well two excellent chances and uh more chance of group one glory there on saturday night but you certainly had it uh, on the weekend with Amazing Dream taking out the rising sun. Nathan, as always, really appreciate the time. Uh, well done again and continued success throughout the carnival. Thanks a lot, Chris. Well, Nathan Dawson was in the winner's circle again on Saturday night, the opening night of the Tab Constellations with this outstanding juvenile, Teddy Disco. Fresh off that Group 1 victory at Reckliffe a couple of weeks ago, he was able to take out the Wayne Wilson Paleface Adios Classic on Saturday night. And there was so much to like about the performance as well. Nathan joins us online now. Nathan, good morning. Congratulations. Good to be on. Thank you. He's a very serious talent, this young horse, isn't he, Teddy Disco? Yeah, he is. Um, every time he steps out, he just seems to get better and better. So uh, it's exciting to know how much more improvement he's got in. That was a really strong race as well on Saturday night. He had gate one, and there was a lot of talk about what was going to happen at the start. Does he feel like he just keeps improving each each and every time he gets out, and with his gate speed as well? Yeah, he does. I mean, when we first started trialling him in that, he used to put a few funny steps in, but... His gate's pretty good now, and every time we see the gate, he gets quicker and quicker. So it doesn't really matter where he draws anymore. We're pretty confident. The way that race played out on Saturday night, did it surprise you in any way? Yeah, it did. I mean, I had the speed there to hold um, the three-horse out, but I thought it'd be a good one to take sit on because generally it likes to hold. But So I was quite surprised that we ended up three cents, but uh turned out good in the finish. So going down the back straight, the final time, you're you're on the inside there. What what was going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, um, we're travelling really good. We just had to, you know, wait for a little bit of room. But I was thinking about trying to get off, but lucky enough I stayed there and it opened up at the 400 for us. Yeah. And, and the time was really good here, 55-2, 28-5, 29-7, they get home in 27-5. Would I be right in saying he felt better on Saturday night than what he did when he won the Group 1 race at, at Redcliffe? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. You know, Mike, he, he felt really good and you know, he's strong to the line. So he definitely wasn't finished. So it's pretty exciting times ahead. And it's an ominous warning for his rivals with the triad coming up on Saturday week as well that you know, there's still that little bit of improvement to come. So he's going to be cherry ripe for that big one on Saturday week. Yeah, he will. I mean, we're looking forward to it. I mean, anything now is just a bonus for us. But So we take it as it comes, and if it's good enough, we're good enough. 
Okay, well that's Teddy Disco. He just keeps uh, stepping up each and every time he goes to the races. Speaking of going to the races, you've got a number of key drives today at uh, this Tuesday meeting. Simone de Beauvoir in race two, the Trotter. Um, her form numerically doesn't read all that good, but she, she does have ability and she's been back to the trials. What are the expectations today? Oh, there's no really expectations with her. You can't really have any with her, but you know, she does everything right and puts the best foot forward. She's definitely a good winning chance. Okay. Race four, you've got the drive on, on time and patience. A, a mare that looks like she's going to win one sooner rather than later. The draw, is that the obvious hurdle today, gate seven? Yeah, it is for her. I mean, she's going well and she probably relies on more luck than anything in the races, so... It goes our way again this week. Um, she shouldn't be far away. Okay, you've got a key drive in race five, the first leg of the quaddy today. My ultimate Levi, you know this guy. Uh, he's fresh up since that gold bullion series, but he's been back to Sydney's trial down there. He's taking on the older horses. Can he take this race out today? Yeah, he can, but as I said, he's another one that probably relies on a bit of luck. He's more of a sit-sprint type of horse, so he, he needs the right run, so... If we do get that, he definitely can beat them. So the pressure's on you. You've got to give him some sort of trip here from gate five, which on paper looks a little tricky. Yeah, it does, but, I mean, you never know what can happen in the races. It might log perfect spots, so fingers crossed we do. Okay. Race seven today, Brooklyn's best, running from gate three. Uh, a mare that's been down on her form. Can we expect improvement today? Yeah, I think so. I mean, her form doesn't look that great on paper, but she's actually going quite well, so... I think with a nicer draw today, she can uh, probably make the most of it. Okay. In the last race nine, our major day, he's been a runner-up his last two. He comes back to Elbion Park here today, and he's got good gate speed, as we know. Is he a chance of leading this field today in the last? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, when he draws off the front, he gets out pretty quick, so we're definitely going to be going forward and trying to find the top. If he do, he's a different horse in front. Okay, well, that's our major day. There's a number of good uh, good chances there for you today. Yeah, there is. Uh, hopefully, with the right luck, we can get a few up. All right, well, let's push ahead to Saturday night. Fields were released last night. There's a few key drives for you at this early stage. Escalera in race one. He was much better last week in the, uh, in the Mr. Feelgood, running fifth behind King of Swing. Uh, were you happy with that run? Yeah, I was, and I think you get better and better. I mean... He hasn't really had the best lead-up. We've had a few things go wrong in the races he's been in, so it was a much better performance, and I expect a good showing from it. OK, the South East Derby on Saturday night. You've got Delightful Dude, and he's got the ace draw. How important was that draw for him? Yeah, it's very important. I mean, owners and trainer keep saying he's a lot better in front, so we've got the draw to make the most of that now, so we'll see what we can do. Okay, it looks like there could be early pressure though. Barroom banter. Uh, you've got Bondi lockdown. They're both coming up from Victoria, so they're likely to go forward and have a little bit of an early look. But Barrier One was a big, big plus for him there. Delightful dude. Uh, just at some of the other drives at this early stage on Saturday night. Crunch time in the Sunshine Sprint. He's a gate speed horse and he lands gate two. What were the uh, early thoughts with Crunch Time? Yeah, we're real happy with the draw actually. I mean. We know how good he is. He's run good time at Albion over the mile, so it's over the mile again with the good draw. So I think he'll be in with a good showing. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of good horses in it, but, I mean, they're going to have to be good to beat him running good time. 
Okay. Can he lead all the way in this field, knowing that some of the big guns are drawn the second row, including King of Swing? Uh, I think so. I mean, he's run 151 already around there and been beaten a metre and 150. So you think, you know, doing that, it's going to be in with a good shot. They're not going to go much quicker, you wouldn't think. He comes out of last week's Rising Sun. What were your thoughts on the Rising Sun? Did that race play out the way you thought it would, or was it just uh, you know thrown up in the air when that Victorian horse galloped at the start? Uh, Kowalski analysis. Um, no, we actually thought you know Krug would be able to hold up, so it worked out pretty similar to what we did. But I probably didn't expect Copy that to be up that handy so quick. But I mean, it didn't really worry us too much. We kind of just a bit of a roughy, but we found the line pretty strong. Okay. All right. Well, there's plenty to look forward to, not only uh, this, uh, this or today, but uh, this Saturday night as well for night two of the carnival. Nathan, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside. No, pleasure to be on. We've got a 10-race program on Saturday night coming through for night two of the Tab Constellations. The boss of Albion Park, the chief executive, is Scott Steele, and he's online with us now. Scott, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, listeners. Uh, let's just go back to Saturday night, night one. What were the thoughts? Yeah, fantastic. It never disappointed us. We thought the race wouldn't, and it didn't. Actually, the whole night's program, the quality of horse, the quality of racing, I dare say it might have been the best night's racing Albion Park scene in a long, long time. OK, but there's a chance that it could be even better this weekend for night two. And I know people will say, oh, you're just saying that. But when you when you sit down and look at those fields, they were released last night, they are outstanding races coming up this Saturday night. Yeah, terrific. And another inaugural running of the uh, Golden Girl. Uh, and just to throw in... The, the barrier draws, King for a swing outside the second line. So um, there's a few variables here now. Yeah, absolutely. Last Saturday night, the inaugural running of the Rising Sun, amazing dream. The only mare in the race takes it. We just heard from Nathan Purden. He was thrilled. He's a chance of creating history here because, as you outlined, the new race on Saturday night is the Golden Girl for the mares, and she lines up again, amazing dream. She's a chance of doing the double here. Absolutely, I'm, and just a quality mare, and it doesn't get any better with Emperor and the drive. That sort of won in the race without doubt, and uh, yeah, just can't wait for the Golden Girl on Saturday night. And what were your thoughts on the barrier draw with the uh, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint, a race that's synonymous with Queensland? It's just got that that real special flavour about it being a Queensland race. It's a real Queensland event. King of Swing drew the outside of the second row. What were your thoughts when you saw that barrier draw? Well, I'm sure Luke would have liked it and Belinda, but I actually thought, well, this makes it a race now. So um, and it's always been the lead-in, traditional lead-in into the, uh, what it used to be called the Winter Cup, now the Blacks of Flakes. So it'll be a great race. They're going to run some time because at some stage, King of Swing will be three wide running. So um, tactics come into it now. Like if he would have drawn to lead and win, he would have been a short price favourite. But uh, uh, we'll see a real good race and lead-in for the Blacks of Fake the following week. I know we keep talking up times and track records, but th there is a real distinct possibility that, that that record could go by the wayside this week, given how that barrier draw has played out. It it's co-owned the track record at Albion Park, 50.4. I'm the mighty Quinn and Cruz, but there is a, uh, a real possibility it could get close. 
Absolutely. And the conditions are going to be perfect, bright, uh, sunny. The um, temperature's not going to be that cold, so conducive to very fast times, Chris. You must be thrilled with the way the, the races are sort of shaping. Last Saturday night, it was so good with the, the way that program came together. And again this weekend, it's outstanding. And then that dovetails into the final night on Saturday week. We've got six Group 1 races coming up on Saturday week. Absolutely. And look, this three-week carnival, it's setting a high bar. I just don't know, it's going to be interesting how we match it again next year. But uh, absolutely, three fantastic weeks of racing. It's only getting better. You're right, the track record could be in danger. But uh, And I do believe, and the figures will be released later today, record turnover on uh, last Saturday night so and I think that'll only improve the next two nights yeah absolutely one horse that there was just that little bit of um, oh, speculation would he start again would he not as we know it now he's not going to the post on the weekend we're talking about Krug were you shocked that he wasn't amongst final acceptors for the southeast derby yeah, not really. I think uh, Crown will probably keep him for the final week because he, he sort of got, got, got beat up a little bit on Saturday night, which he had to just uh, with the older horses. So that made for the intriguing race, and that's what um, they take into consideration. But uh, I think uh, he'll be OK. He'll fresh him right up for the following week. OK. Well, that's great news about record turnover. What can patrons expect on, on Saturday night? Well, it, uh, we've got um, still got room left in our winning post tab, Greenhouse Marquee. Um, we've, uh, the, looks like the Premier will lift the restrictions on uh, Friday morning, that being the case we'll have plenty of room for the patrons and don't forget it's free entry to come and see these horses um, if you want a guaranteed chair with a package there's obviously corporate tickets available but um, you wouldn't get a better racing night to come along and check out harness racing at the creek Okay, and I was going to say, those competitions, they're still open at the moment. The uh, the bathroom renovation that is proudly being uh, put on by Aqua Constructions and the King for the Day uh, promotion uh, or competition, they're still open as we speak? Absolutely. Getting plenty of entries for both. First night was very popular with the bathroom renos, so you can, uh, get, of course, uh, scan in on uh, next Saturday night and get more entries. And the King of Swing, well, that's proven a, a golden ticket for a lot of people who just want to have the thrill of having a 5% share of a horse that's going to be favourite in a quarter of a million dollar race. Okay, and also you've got the golf day coming up on Monday. Is there still, is there still uh, some vacancies there? Can we still get a, uh, a round of golf in next Monday? Absolutely, it's only a nine-hole event, Ambrose. So um, there's still a few teams uh, spots are left. So all the big names are playing and all the participants. So um, uh, can't wait to get out there. We'll, uh, and the weather will be fine, track will be fast, and I dare say there'll be a cold beer involved as well, Chris. Absolutely. Scotty, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside today, but uh, looking forward to night two of the Tab Constellations this Saturday night. Thanks for having me, Chris. Cheers. There's Scott Steele, the Chief Executive of Albion Park, joining us. We go from the uh, the Chief Executive to Racetrack Ralphie. He's going to give us the good oil for this night event program coming through today. Action gets underway at 1.33. Ralphie's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What were your thoughts on the first night of the uh, the Tab Constellations on Saturday night? It was it was hard and fast that racing, amazing dream taking the big one. What did you think of it? Oh, it's just it was just a great night for racing. I think um, you know just everything that happened that night, the two heats of the DJ Alexander, you know they were just magnificent races, and it's all going to come well for the Trotters at least, going to come to a head on Saturday night. 
Yeah, have you got a fancy? Are you with Pink Alars or Humble Lad? They've made a clean sweep, both trotters. Yeah, look, Chris, it's, it's interesting you said that because um, I, originally I was in the Pink Galaz camp. Um, if I run a line through the two of them with, uh, say, a horse like God of Thunder, who's been beaten by both of them, I think a Humble Lad had the easier win over it. Uh, but we both know that these two horses can get into a little bit of trouble sometimes, so there might even be a Smokey there. One of the locals got a thunder or perhaps Red Castleton. I thought his run last week was sensational. OK, well, a bit of value there with the local hopes. Speaking of sensational, the Sunshine Sprint on Saturday night, over the mile, King of Swing, as we know, is facing a second-row draw, the outside of the second row. Do you think he might be a little bit vulnerable now because of that barrier draw on Saturday night, or does that win streak continue for him? Uh, Chris, I just think the win streak will continue. I honestly just can't see how they can beat him the way he's going at the moment. OK, so firmly in the corner there of, of King of Swing. What about today? What have you got for us today? What can punters sink their teeth into today? Yeah, I've, I've come up with one today, Chris, at a little bit of odds. It's in the race five, number six, uh, Let's Blaze. He's just recently come back into the care of Jonah Hutchinson. And his last few runs haven't been that bad. The concern today is probably going, is obviously the draw. But I just think if he's driven quietly, he could finish over the top of them in this. I'm thinking there might be a little bit of pressure on up front early. And that's certainly going to play a long way into his hands. So uh, I, I think he could even get into possibly double figures. There's a bit of money for some other horses. So I think he's very good value each way. I'm going race five, number six, let's blaze. OK, so that's the opening leg of the quaddy as well. I tell you what today, Ralphie, that, that quaddy leg or those quaddy legs, they look really hard today. So you've thrown up a bit of value with uh, race five, number six, let's blaze. But if uh, anyone's lucky enough to strike that quaddy today, I don't think it's going to be a small dividend because uh, those, those quaddy legs are really open. They are, Chris, and uh, it'll be a good, uh, good return if you happen to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate the tip with Let's Blaze. We'll see you trackside later today, and we'll see you again on Saturday night for night two of the, the Tab Constellations. Yep, we'll be there, Chris.